and, and rephrase certain things. So I'll get technical for a minute and then just <laughs> piggyback off of you. So in sessions, for example, one thing that I help do is with those statements and those words that you were just talking about, we say, I feel you're being mean to me. No, you feel upset because you think they're being mean to you. We have to change the way we structure our words when we're talking to each other. I feel should, after that, should be a feeling. We should never say, I feel you're doing this. I feel like I'm going crazy. You know, that's, you think. That's a cognitive thought. A feeling thought is, I feel upset because I think you're trying to manipulate me. That's how you change a little bit of the language to start being a little bit more clear. So there's a little oh, nugget right there. <laughs> there's your first one. Welcome to So What, a podcast about relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Brendan Nirenberg. And I'm your host, Diane Nirenberg. I'm a marriage and family therapist with several years of experience working with different types of relationships, different dynamics, different cases, some very fundamental issues, some very complex issues. And I'm an actor and I am Brendan's wife. So always helps to have your wife with you when you're talking about these issues. Yeah, because we have a little bit of experience in, um, you know, this, this mirror. <laughs> More than a little bit of experience, I would say. Yeah, I think we, um, well, we had our past relationships, we learned from them, and we established our own rules when we started dating, and they have worked pretty well so far. So what's the point of this? Well, I think the point is that sometimes people need help in their relationships, and sometimes they need kind of a little bit more advice than what they're usually getting maybe around in their friend groups. Maybe also from what their family and maybe they're looking for someone to kind of be a voice of reason in kind of situations. So we thought, why not start a podcast? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have these long conversations about what we will change if we could in people's communication. Well, I think it's a time to do something about it. Absolutely. And so hopefully we bring some very helpful nuggets of information that will... Nuggets. Nuggets. I, I like that word. <laughs> Especially chicken nuggets <laughs> with barbecue sauce. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> so you can expect a lot of comedy, a lot of logical thought, mm -hmm. a lot of helpful hints, some that might be like maybe potentially life-changing for you. Some maybe it's like, meh, doesn't really apply so much, but we're glad you're here to listen. Yes. We wanted to start talking about something, um, well, I mean, this is probably something that we're going to talk pretty often, and it's communication. Oh, communication is the biggest one. It's the base of the relationship. The biggest. Mm-hmm. I think it's where we see the most uh, problems, uh, basically, like, I think we just focus on the way we communicate, we don't really take our partner in consideration, the way they communicate. Um, and I think that's, that creates a lot of conflict. More than one way with, you know, the very foundation of a relationship is, you know, they always say is trust. But really what it comes down to is the communication in that trust. Mm -hmm. Because when we're talking and 
you know, we have, we all think we're communicating from like a very base understanding, but the truth is we work more like two cell phone towers and based on our past experiences, based on several different factors and even past things about the relationship, Mm -hmm. we can be misinterpreting information and we can be misinterpreting what the other person is trying to tell us because we're like, no, they mean this, not that. And, oh, I think they're trying to tell me this indirectly. And then we start interjecting our own thoughts on it. And then the person's like, I thought I was speaking the king's plain English. And nope, nowhere even close. You got like about 30% of the actual message. And then they're like, why don't you just understand me? Yeah. And I think it's the lack of trying to, you know, trying to understand. To me, that's like the, the basis of everything. Because we stay in our um, version of what we think our partner is trying to communicate instead of listening to what they're actually trying and asking more questions. What do you think is the most common thing you see with your friends and your coworkers or your family, you know, with when they're talking to you about their relationships? What's the what's the back and forth? You know, the most he said, she said, you know, he did this, they did that. What's what do you think is the most common one? Well, I would say like every time I see, you know, there's a conflict between, you know, my friends or other people, I feel the communication is like having a wall in between. They are not, um, they are not listening to their partner. They are just interpreting the information um, based on things they have lived before. So instead of trying to learn and, you know, get to know this new partner and, to really know the way they are, the way they communicate, the way they, the way they express themselves. They use past experiences, like for example, let's say you you were dating someone who was really abusive and manipulative, um, and your new partner is just trying to care about you and asking you certain questions, and you're just taking taking that as he's manip- manipulating me. We tend to do that we tend to bring to new relationships things from the past and I think that's that's the biggest mistake you're dating someone else and I know it's difficult to build that trust again because you know it's, it's, it's just so what you're referring to is kind of like the past resentment yeah and that past you know was things we never really repair from the last relationship going into the new one and exactly. that's something that requires a lot of self-growth to even recognize because what's really, really hard, I think, for a lot of people today is they don't want to look at their own accountability when it comes to what happened after the relationship. Like, absolutely, they were completely wronged. Maybe they were manipulated. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they went through a whole bunch of psychological traumas in that past relationship with that person. But the growth, that has to happen after that is to recognize that the other person was the one that did that. You're coming into a new relationship with a new person. Those resentments have to stay in that past relationship and you have to start this in a new perspective. You can be a little bit more guarded. Mm-hmm. You can have a little bit more like, okay, I'm aware of this now. I know what this looks like, but it's your responsibility to have to say, okay, but that was that relationship. This is a new one. I can't operate the same way. Yes, and I, I mean it's understandable, right? When, especially when you have again abuse in a relationship, and 
you have to build that trust again you know um it's, it's really difficult to to trust humans again so it is it is very difficult to trust again it's one of the most complicated things yeah and it takes time and i think that's another thing <laughs> sorry we have kind of crazy neighbors and yeah. this is our fir- uh, first podcast so we are probably not having like the best equipment here and no. everything and <laughs> we are we are in a bedroom like, we're in a bedroom right now there are no sound so they're, with us they're probably just like oh my god i can't even listen to this with like <laughs> children screaming and like this there's, is just there's a this run so <laughs> everything will be more advanced as as time goes on but um what i what i was trying to say is you know it's, it's difficult to trust humans and when especially when they have hurt you um but when you come to a new relationship i think it's really important to ask questions there's something that i i really appreciate about our relationship and how you know we started and it's that because you know we we really we really care about getting to know each other we talk so much and um most of the time we just talked because we were far from each other and I feel that a lot of relationships start like, you know, you you meet someone, you're attracted to them. I mean, you're attracted to them. And um, you start dating, and there's not so much conversation like, you know, you start making up and whatever. When you really... Need- I'm just imagining like a first date, like, <laughs> oh, hi, are you? How are you? I mean, really, it's, sometimes it's like that. You know, you meet someone on Tinder and you start dating that person and you talk a little bit and it's like, oh, yeah, I like this person. But think about it. We talked for hours and hours every day. We really got to, you know, get to know each other. And the most important thing is we asked questions to each other. You know, and it's not just like, what kind of mm, cake do you like? Um. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Is like a lot of people ask certain surface level questions, and that's good. Like you absolutely should know what a person's favorite color are, or like you know what you know their zodiac sign might be, or like you know what is their current interpretation of like I don't know Shakespeare. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like very trivial things. But I think the problem is in the beginning is we don't ask enough in depth questions yes. about each other. We don't ask a lot of like okay. You know, you have this, we say like, oh, you might have a belief like you might be more traditional in a sense, Mm -hmm. but no one's asking why is that in the beginning? They're afraid of like, oh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. You know, you want to put your best self forward in a relationship. That's okay. But you also need to be a little bit more authentic because if you're not authentic in the beginning and you're only putting this best self forward and only asking these not so dangerous questions... Uh You're not really getting to know a person as much as you think you are. And then a few months down the line, you find out, wait, I don't actually know this person as well as I think I do. And then you come into a conflict situation and you have no idea how they even handle conflict resolution at all. And then we go back to what we started talking, that you are... You are in a new relationship, you don't know this person and, and you're going to judge them and think they are going to do the same as your past partner and that's the worst thing you can do. I mean, 
I think, you know, since we are the both of us doing this podcast, there are certain things that we can probably use an example in our relationship. Um, not, you know, talking about details because we don't have to tell them our life. Not um, explicitly. Nice, no. But we did have some conflicts at the beginning. I mean, we, I don't think we argue anymore and it's so funny how people say oh it's not natural to not argue well it really depends if you if you don't find a reason to argue i don't think you have to you know um but we did have conflicts at the beginning just because again we were two different people with two different past relationships uh, two different backgrounds exactly and we had to establish the rules of the relationship and we had to get to know each other in the conflict and that's I, I think where we grew we grew both in one of each I mean all of them basically all the all the conflicts that we had but in every each of them we always stopped listen to each other and really, and it, this is something that I tell my friends, this is not a war when you have an argument. It's not a war. It's not a fight. You have to really solve the problem. You're having a conflict. You want to solve it because you're having a conflict with a person you love. And so going rapidly to, oh, this is your fault or it's my fault or doesn't really solve anything you just had to focus with we're having a problem and my partner is suffering what can i do to oh or i am suffering what can i do to solve it and i think you have to and also be careful with the words you use instead blaming i am feeling this way or why are you feeling this way i think the phrasing is really important and people forget about that because you know you're angry or you're hurt and you don't really stop and, and rephrase certain things. So I'll get technical for a minute and then just <laughs> piggyback off of you. So in sessions, for example, one thing that I help do is with those statements and those words that you were just talking about, we say, I feel you're being mean to me. No, you feel upset because you think they're being mean to you. We have to change the way we structure our words when we're talking to each other. I feel should, after that, should be a feeling. We should never say, I feel you're doing this. I feel like I'm going crazy. You know, that's, you think. That's a cognitive thought. A feeling thought is, I feel upset because I think you're trying to manipulate me. That's how you change a little bit of the language to start being a little bit more clear. So there's a little... Oh, nugget right there. There's your first one. Yes, he's a technical one. I'm just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and the personal one. The personal one. What? You're going to find as you keep listening to this that I'm going to say a lot of psychological mumbo jumbo. And then she's going to put it in like a way that's way more simple for you to understand. <laughs> or if you're already kind of a psych nut like me, you're like, I understand what he's saying. I totally get that. And then, or if you're not so familiar with psych or therapy, she's going to be the guiding key to whatever it is I just said. <laughs> it's funny. We normally think really similar, most of the things. Um, and I think we just put it in different words, but we're mostly saying the same always. 
but yeah, it's, it's so the the whole communication dynamic in in a relationship really starts from zero, and it starts from the beginning of the relationship and how you establish things. If you start already, um, your first fights are basically you know like um, fighting with each other, then you're not starting with like with a good dynamic. You know, you you always and I know. Every time I tell someone, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that, I know how difficult it is. I know how difficult it is to be empathetic when you're hurt. I know how difficult it is to think, well, maybe I'm the one fucking this up because we are a little bit egocentric, all of us. But what has to drive you to really, you know, get into that mindset that you don't want to hurt your partner it's basically you love your partner why would you want to hurt them so if there's a conflict let's say let's let's put an example um let's let's say that you were both um out and about and having some dinner and you you thought that your partner was looking at another girl you thought you saw looking you saw him looking but you don't know if he did. And then you you finish dinner, you go home, and you're upset. And he asks you, what is it? Why aren't you talking to me? And and you say, it's because you were looking at this girl. That's, that's the first mistake. Was he looking at this girl? Was he just looking around? Does he like watching people? Maybe he's not looking in a sexual manner. Or maybe he was looking. Maybe she was a really good looking woman. And she's not going to leave you. I mean, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to break up with you just because he saw this woman. So why are we making all this problem in your mind already? Just because of something you think that happened instead addressing it this way. Hey, honey. You know, I... I I thought I saw you looking at this girl. Were you looking at her? Um, and then he can also be defensive and say, what are you talking about? What? It's, it's because you don't trust me. Which, that's another problem. If your partner gets defensive, then there we go. You have another problem there. And, it, and you might be right. Um, and the, the conversation will go better if it's, you know, honey, I saw you looking. I, I thought you were looking at this girl. And he says... Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, I was, I was just looking around. I just, you know, I, I just like watching people. I was just curious. I don't know. She had a really cool hair color and I was thinking, that would look really good on you. And there's no, there's no argument because you would be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But if you start in your mind right away thinking, oh, he's looking at another person. Wow. He's, he's looking because, you know, she, she's wearing this dress and, you know she's attractive and he probably likes her more than me and all those thoughts sometimes come from a past relationship of someone who was doing that sometimes it comes from you know your self-confidence but you had to battle all those things otherwise your relationship is going to get in trouble and that's where we come back to the very essence of trust when we say trust we don't mean 
like just oh yeah i trust you you know and i feel safe around you and just throwing the word around trust happens on those micro levels and that situation she was just talking about the trust comes from if you were to ask and you let's say you were the girl in that situation and you were to ask and say hey were you looking at that other person then they say no i wasn't or yes i was because they had a really cool outfit or they had really nice hair and i thought it would look good on you you know any of those situations the trust comes from okay that's what his thought process was or that's what her thought process was there and you leave it alone after that and if you're still having trouble with it it's totally fine to talk about the insecurity of it that's where the safe place aspect of the relationship comes from you feel that you can say okay but i had a moment there where i was scared because you were looking at them for a longer time or maybe a short time maybe the time is irrelevant but i still noticed you looked at them and before in another relationship when my partner looked at someone else i knew that they were thinking of them sexually mm-hmm. now your partner has that information realize oh no they're i'm creating a scenario that is causing their insecurity to happen so if that happens what can i do to help kind of de-escalate this mm-hmm. to help them work through it and that's where you start getting into a more supportive role to help each other out when you have those past traumas or you have those past situations from those other relationships mm-hmm. yeah and i mean in this scenario i mean there are a lot of things you know that that could be happening um, but also the problem is we always think from what we know and if you say why will he look at another girl i will never look on, at another guy like that but that's it that's you that doesn't mean it's good or bad because we tend to put labels based on what we do thinking that what we do is right and this is something that we don't take in consideration first You know, every person is different. Um, and then second, there are a lot of things that are not good or bad. We just put those labels ourselves. So looking at another person, you know, those might be rules in your relationship. Is it okay for you? Does it feel you? Does it make you feel insecure? Um, you have to establish that in your relationship. And your partner can make the effort of doing it or not. But that's also their choice. That doesn't mean they are doing anything wrong if they do it or if they choose not to change it now there's there's something kind of let's go over a little bit of ground rules here because i think this is something i notice a lot of relationships i work with run into trouble mm-hmm. there's looking and there's gawking and staring mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah. when they're blatantly gawking and staring there's an invested look yeah. and like that's a whole difference you know this difference it's the difference between noticing oh there's an attractive person looks away you get back to the conversation or maybe somebody i mean like we live in an age where you could be walking especially when you live in like la you know you can you can walk down the street or you could be at dinner and all of a sudden this really attractive person comes because we live in hollywood land you know and they walk through and both of you can be like oh wait a minute (laughs) and just be completely like starstruck or like they're like oh (laughs) <laughs> or it's like a nice looking couple it can be whatever you can acknowledge it and then get back to what you're doing yeah that doesn't mean that 
you you're gonna break your relationship of like five years and and just you know walk towards that person and say hey wait a minute wait Do you i want, want to abandon me? my whole marriage <laughs> for you and i just literally saw you yeah make, it doesn't make any sense but our mind's going to play it that way yes. because it plays in that value now getting back to what um happens a lot of times in relationships you are people people notice other people we will be looking at people no matter what people watching is one of our favorite things for crying out loud <laughs> go to disneyland go to the airport oh can yeah. sit down and people watch for hours. I mean, we're curious animals. You know, we, we watch around and we watch around. We look around and we watch other people's behaviors. Yeah. So, and same thing with like online. We are exposed all the time around attractive people. It is okay to acknowledge that people are attractive. Mm -hmm. It is okay to say, look. That was an attractive person. My attention diverted for a sec because you noticed something. And then that's it. The only time it gets really ugly about it is when clearly a person is staring and they can't stop staring. Yeah. Or it's clear that they're like maybe fantasizing about something. Maybe they, they have this look, they're obsessed, like there's some issue there. These are the extreme circumstances. Yes. But rather, they notice something online. They see a picture of someone. People are posting things all the time. I always argue that, you know, Instagram, for example, is becoming like softcore pornography. So there's, there, that'll be a whole other podcast for another time. But rather, you're they're scrolling through something, they see someone online, they notice, they acknowledge their attraction, and then they move on with the rest of their life. It is going to have little to no impact on your relationship. What will have an impact is how you respond to it. Yeah. And... You can use that to kind of recognize, you know, if, if you're having some self-confidence problems. Um, then, I mean, I'm going to be open about this myself. Um, I, you know, I have in the in the past um, those problems, those self-confidence problems. Because, Me too. Because, um, you know, you have relationships in the past. You don't know if they are attracted to you or not because of the way they make you feel and then you start you start thinking I'm not attractive enough and you know all that the problem is when you bring that to your relationship when like your partner is actually trying to make you feel attractive but you're still in that thought you know and, and that mm, you don't you know you're, you're just driving the relationship by your past problems so I, I was in that position myself and when I started this relationship I mean I gotta say my husband is a little bit attractive <laughs> a, a little bit stop <laughs> a little stop bit. it <laughs> so the first thing you think is like you know he's so attractive what is he doing with me um, he's gonna find another woman you know all, all those thoughts that we don't want to talk about but we all have at the beginning of the relationship and um, they make you they make you feel a little bit small and you're like what if he looks another girl but but when your partner is really helpful in communication and when you ask them and they tell you what goes through their mind you lose that you know that that fear little by little because Honestly, like every time I had a problem when it comes to that with Brendan, I ask him, 
he told me his honest thought, and we moved on. But on the second hand, it, there was a space to be honest about it, because I know in that situation for, and I'm just going to use the classic example, like, let's say guy, see, guy sees picture online, girl notices that he sees picture online, you know, then girl says, hey, did you think that girl was attractive? This this is a twofold problem because you are put in a bind where if you say no, then they're saying, okay, well, you're lying because obviously I see them and they're attractive. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a lie. And they're like, well, now my partner's capable of lying to me. And if they say yes, then it's like, oh, my God, you think they're prettier than me. Yeah. Or you think that they're better looking than me and that's why you looked. Again, people are attractive. They can look and you can pass by and you'll never see that post again you'll never see that picture again you yeah know? i mean again i like leonardo dicaprio he's attractive <laughs> you like leonardo dicaprio in like great gatsby no i like leonardo dicaprio in everything i just don't <laughs> like that he only likes dating 25 year olds because i'm 34 okay <laughs> it was like a joke um i remember a while ago with uh my sister i forget there was some movie out with gerard butler and she's like i'm so into gerard butler and i'm like everybody's into gerard butler i'm into gerard butler like (laughs) this because it's like people are attractive yeah and now i'm into matt smith i was never into matt smith Mm. until house of dragons house of dragons and so good example of healthy relationships that's not healthy no no listen no 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 like for love god you say like house of dragons and then you say healthy relationship who's gonna talk about us stupid um but you know that i was like "Mm, this spicy and uh, that every time i see (laughs) matt smith is like "Mm, this spicy and you send me memes and videos about matt smith so see brendan is not like oh my god she likes matt smith she's gonna divorce me and one day she's gonna make a movie with him and she's gonna break up and she's gonna marry matt smith no he's like okay this is funny i'm just gonna send her memes there was there was one time we were taking a car trip and we were going to san francisco we were playing like kill fuck mary with like every potential video game and honestly diane came up with some really hard ones oh my god i didn't know what to do and it's like it's because she knows what like i'm into and she knows my type when she's obviously my type just just a little bit so but she's able to use that and she's actually like well i know what he's into and it becomes a fun game there's no hostility towards it and i'm gonna tell another funny story this may be inappropriate but i think i think it was one of the crucial moments it was hilarious if you're under 18 stop listening this would be the time to pause the pause the podcast (laughs) because this is now getting to the inappropriateness the spicy it's because it's getting dark here can you can you turn on the light (laughs) you're about to hear a click sound that is the light (laughs) Oh, this is... That's a really bright light. Okay. Um, so, there was this one time mm-hmm. that we were in... We were in? So, there was this one time... <laughs> I'm using that as a pause break for editing. <laughs> so, there was this one time we were walking at a mall. 
And I think it was like the second year we were together and it was like around Christmas time. We, cause we love going to the mall around Christmas time. Yeah. We do this like whole tradition where we like break off for oh, a little bit. I think you're, I yeah, know you're we, we break off for a little bit and we, um, look for Christmas gifts for each other in the mall. Mm-hmm. We do well, like kind of like stocking stuffers. We already do all like the other gift shopping at another time, but yeah. So we were walking and we were walking right by the food court <laughs> and I kid you not, there was this really tall really you know beautiful woman mm-hmm. who had probably like you know i don't want to get as raunchy as possible but like there that she there, had she had she had really good good and I'm, i'm a woman and i don't like women i gotta say but she had really good gigantic good size, good size. <laughs> short of like the titanic chest. breaching the harbor she had a she had a very large chest this reminds me of like the monty python line where he's like she's got huge tracks of land she was really attractive she's wearing like a black dress right no it was like a brown top no is he a? yeah I don't remember. or like a black skirt or something something like that. either way you could you could see everything yeah and we were in the i was mid-conversation with diane And I stopped because I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, it was more like shock, if you think about yeah. it. And she just starts laughing because she knew exactly because she saw it, too. So she just starts <laughs> laughing. And she's just like, I know exactly where your eyes went. And I was like, I just I could I couldn't believe it. Like, it was just shock. Like, what? And then after that, we had a good laugh, mm-hmm. got back to the conversation. That was it. Yep. Now it's just a funny story. Never thought about it again. Yeah. Never. I'm not over here pining in the corner being like, but oh my God, the girl is so attractive. I just, I can't, I can't <laughs> understand. I can't breathe. Like, no. No, there, I mean, she was a really attractive woman and and she was really well, she had really good proportions. I mean, <laughs> it's, and that's the thing that as long as you take that, like, you know, As he said, it's a funny story, and um, and you know we are both able to recognize that that was an attractive woman, and that's it. And you don't go home and you're like, oh my god, I'm not like her, and he likes her. Should I be like her? Wait, is he gonna like me if I don't look like her? None of those thoughts went through my mind, but that could happen to someone. Because, again, um, you're not thinking with what your partner is thinking. You're just worst case scenario. When, just think for a moment, if it was you, if you see a really attractive, and it's not like we're just talking to women right now, but I, I, I think we need to use the other gender too. If you see a really attractive man, I don't know, crossing the street, you think, that's a really hot man. And he's got them. He's, he's got hoochie daddy shorts on. Hoochie he's, daddy shorts. He's got some big old thighs and a juicy. <laughs> and you think that's an attractive man, and then you go home, and that's it. You don't think about them and the rest of your day, right? Well, same thing. So, and I'm not saying this is just a woman uh, issue. No, it's an every person issue. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to bring the other, you know, the other side. I think that you know we have to always. If we have any doubt, just sit down and ask your partner. And then your partner needs to receive that in a non-defensive way. So this is this is a two-person uh, job. 
Absolutely, because if the minute they start revealing and saying like, yes, I did look at that person because I did think they were attractive for a moment, or it's like they were dressed very, you know, sexy. They were had the great outfit on or they had their makeup really good and I just noticed that they were an attractive person. And the other person's like, okay, you know, that's all it has to be. Mm-hmm. But if you start making it into like, well, then that means if you're looking at another person, that means you're not attracted to me. That's where things start to get. That's not how it immediately works. Which one of these times in the future, we will definitely talk about the difference between attraction and arousal. Yes. There's a huge difference. And I think that's what it gets confused as. We can see an attractive person. We can acknowledge the attractive person. Mm -hmm. And then we can let it go. It's when arousal happens. When you have that feeling, that heat in your body. You're having a psychological physiological response that's waiting to the next week to to see damon and rhaenyra doing things again count as arousal oh my <laughs> lord i love how seeing like all the images where it's like lannister incest gross targaryen incest mm. i gotta say i felt really weird i really feel, I think I a lot really of people weird feel because, weird because it's like i'm not supposed to like this but i do <laughs> the, whoever wrote it, they just wrote it extra spicy. I just can't, yeah. can't break it. Whoever wrote it, you know who wrote that, and I hate him. George R. R. Martin. Yes. <laughs> you hate him because he hasn't finished the book. Yes. For the record, here you're going to get a lot of nerd references. If that's oh, yeah. not your cup of tea, um, oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You can stay anyway. Just to skip through through all the nerd stuff. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones at this point is not nerd. Everyone has watched Game of Thrones. Maybe you're more nerd if you have read the books. I don't know. I read them. The ones that are written because... That's generally how a book works. George Martin is not finished. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) He's never going to finish. No. Someone said he's going to eat himself to death first. Yeah, or just, you know, keep making money of people and then forget about his readers who actually gave him money in the first place anyway if martin if you're reading we're reading if you're listening to this podcast um finish the damn books finish the books Uh, um okay we can keep going (laughs) i mean i think i think that pretty much you know can sum it up for a first time you know as a good introductory you can see that there's a lot of interesting topics Yes. A lot of interesting things we're going to be talking about. Definitely going to be having some polls on Instagram mm-hmm. every now and then. We'd yes. love to hear from you guys what you want us to talk about, yes. what you might want to know more logistically, what you want to know more experientially. You know, maybe you just start finding comfort in hearing us talk. I don't know. Sometimes that's why I listen to podcasts because certain people, I'm like, I got to get my daily dose of Supernatural or something. Oh, I love Supernatural too. I do too, but then I end up like, oh my God. MK Ultra is after me or something like that. It's just aliens in my backyard. In my back. I hope not. <laughs> no, we just have a lot of bugs. Yeah, we do. But yeah, that's that's I think that's a good start. Um Yeah, we we are gonna try to do this regularly. We'll see, because we are busy people. Um and uh that's that's it. I don't know what else to say. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Brendan Nirenberg. And I'm your hostie, too. (laughs) Join us next time on So What. (laughs) Bye-bye.